2: All right, let's go to Lewis, who's in Upper Marlboro, Maryland. Hi, Lewis, it's Dr. Anderson. How are you doing today?
0: I'm pretty good yourself, Dr. Anderson. How are you?
2: I'm alive and grateful. Thanks for hanging out with me, my friend. What are you thinking?
0: Uh, well, I'm thinking I've uh, been dealing with a, a great deal of over the last few years. I, I, I own a business in Capital Heights, Maryland, and okay. I've been dealing with a great deal of discrimination, and uh harassment um, since I've had my business since the inception of my business, and you know i I, I try not to you know go with the whole race thing, but okay. some things are what they are, you know, and um you know I, I try to just put look at it from a spiritual perspective, understanding that you know I'm a Christian mm-hmm. and that the enemy uh, is at war with us, and I just view it as a demonic force. That that has come against me. So, like, what are are you dealing with now
2: in your business? What are you dealing with?
0: Well, I'm dealing with right now that my business, after 15 and a half years, just this week was uh, uh, put into a cease and desist position. So right now I'm not even able to do any business Uh at all. And, um, yeah, and so. But you think it's race because of why? I think, it's, I think it really is because of some comments that were made um, throughout the years um, by the same uh, particular individual. And, um, you know, things... Let me just say this because I'm African-American. Okay. And she's Caucasian. Things things that were said uh, in reference to... Uh, uh, yeah, someone is saying drugs have been uh, pushed through your shop and all this kind of stuff. All kinds of little accusations or innuendos that were being used uh-huh. that are stero- stereotyp- stereotype uh, you know type gotcha. of comments,
2: and and, um, and so you're telling me you're telling me you've been receiving these false accusations. They're not true. Is that the bottom line?
0: Absolutely, absolutely not. Not 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 one IO. Yeah, I get yep. I get it. And so yeah, and, false. And it, you know you. Go on, I'm sorry.
2: No, I'm just gonna say false accusations can hurt you, uh, and it's unfortunate whether it's motivated by race or whether it's not. Whether it's stereotypical or not, they still can hurt you. And I think some of the times, what you got to do is do a Bible study. I tell people this all the time because it's happening more and more these days. And that is false accusations being made against them because of their character, because of their gender, because of their race, or just because somebody doesn't like you. You don't always know the motive behind it, but if it's false, my, right. I think my father used to always say, "Make sure, and my mother, make sure it's false." You know, if people going to lie on you. Make sure it's a lie. And so, if it really, Absolutely. if it really is a lie, if it really is false accusation, then you you stand up against it and then you keep moving. I tell people just keep moving. God it'll right. all come out in the wash. If it doesn't come out in the wash, it'll come out in the rinse. So just keep moving okay. and don't let this uh But it will come out. It <laughs> will come out. Don't let it bitter your your spirit. Uh don't let it make you think uh, negatively about people of a different color. And and most of all
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And that's my whole thing. Yeah. Cuz I I don't I don't I don't of I don't cast I don't take that that, that Good. perspective. I don't view I don't put everybody I, I'm I'm like Dr. King. What he said: uh, you judge a person by their character. That's right. You know, by the content of their character. That's right. And that's where I am with it. That's good. Well, I I sure hope everybody in
2: it. I sure hope that you succeed, though, and that you get past it. And I hope that your uh, business that's effective now, like Job, I hope God will give you double for your trouble. So in the end, you'll be thanking God, thanking God that it happened because what the enemy meant for evil, God turned it around for good. That'd be a big Amen, right there, wouldn't it?
0: amen amen <laughs> absolutely. all right lewis thanks god be the glory that's T- right god just, be I, the I glory i to prayers so just please lift me up you got I it in my family thanks.
2: hey god bless you my brother let's go to baltimore maryland talk to travis who's on the line hey travis it's dr anderson how you doing
3: i'm doing good sir How about yourself
2: i'm alive and grateful thanks for hanging with me what are you thinking today sir Yeah, sir
3: um and i've been married for uh, two years now um when I was younger, um, and I had a, a bad relationship with my mom growing up as a teenager, and um, I think um, it's affected my marriage because now I get angry with my wife, mm-hmm. and I love my wife, and I don't want to affect her. Okay. So um, last week we got into, a I got, um, I called her and I asked her to do something for me, and she said she couldn't do it, and I got real angry with her. And I think it's, I I think, and I'm not sure, but I think it's because the relationship that I had with my mom, like the anger is still there. Okay. You know, um, it's, um. Well, it sounds. It towards
2: towards sounds to me. You know, it sounds to, a, to me, a, Travis. A, like Travis, it sounds to me like you're self-diagnosing. And you're kind of looking into your past and saying, "I'm trying to figure out where this anger's coming from." And it sounds to me, and you tell me if I'm right, you're kind of upset with yourself for responding with so much anger. Is that accurate? Yes,
3: sir. Okay. Yes, sir. Yeah. I understand. It, it feels like I, I, I was back in, I was back as a teenager, and I'm yelling and sure. And I don't mean to yell. I love my wife.
2: How and often do you do I this? Just,
3: I, I talk to her about, um. Um. It de. It depends. It depends with the uh, the nature of sure what needs to get done.
2: Or yeah. Is it or daily what needs to be done? Is it daily or is it weekly? No, it's not daily. Weekly.
3: No, sir. It's not daily or weekly. Okay. It's, um. I. I guess it's the spirit that. Um. You know. In a moment, you know, it might happen, but sure. um, it seems like it, it comes from. I just go back to that stage when, and I was a teenager arguing with my mom. Sure. Because I wasn't, I believe, and as a teenager, my mom didn't sh- sh- treat me right. Yeah, as a teenager. So tell me you what you want, Travis.
2: What do you want?
3: I, I, I just want. Um, I talked to my wife about it, and I I told her, you know, and I was sorry, and I I, I was just thinking. I said it's got to be from when you know, and I was a kid, and I'm arguing with my mom, and I told her, you know, and I don't mean to disrespect her, you know, I love my wife. And we have a daughter and I wouldn't want nobody to disrespect her and sure. you know, I just So what do you what do you want? I I guess I need, um I want prayer to that and I can straighten this out.
2: Okay. You know? Is your wife still mad at you? Has she forgiven you?
3: No, no. Yes, sir. Yes she has forgiven. Okay. Me.
2: All right, so listen. Yeah. There's a couple. Yeah. There's a couple things. Of course, I'm not a counselor. I'd love it if you would go to therapy and sit with a counselor and really work through some of the issues. But anger is a second emotion, not a first emotion. Do you know what that means? Yeah. Let me explain. Um, let yeah. me explain it to you. Um, a second emotion is built on top of a first emotion. So the first emotion you're having most likely is hurt, and when you feel hurt you automatically shift into anger to protect yourself. So it's not that the person made you angry, it's that you were hurt and then your internal response is anger. Now, we exactly. all have we all have this happen, but what happens is the way we express the anger. Some people ex- exactly, express yeah. it inwardly. It sounds like you're expressing it outwardly. So let me tell you outwardly. what to do the next yes, time the next time you feel hurt And that hurt could be disrespected. That hurt could be makes you feel like a boy. Um, There's a lot. I mean, again, sit down with a therapist on this one. But whatever it is that triggers this anger, what I want you to do next time is I want you to pause, take a deep breath through your nose and out of your mouth. And I need you to do that three times. All right. And then I need you to count down, count down from 10 to 1. Now, when you've done that, you've taken a deep breath in your nose, out your mouth three times, and you've counted down from 10 to 1. Once you've done that, I believe that you're going to have the right response that's necessary in the moment. Yes, sir. And I think that's going to help you manage whatever's rising up in you. Because some people, they they get angry from 0 to 60, like, immediately because they have a short fuse. Other people have a really long exactly. fuse, you know. So you have a short fuse. We're not going to we're not going to judge you for that. I'm trying to tell you how you can make the fuse yes, a little sir. bit longer. And you can make that fuse a little yes, bit sir, longer yes. by taking three deep breaths and then counting down from 10 to 1. And you can even be praying while you're doing it and I'm telling you that's just going to that that's going to change 50% of your communication with your wife.
3: Yes sir, yes sir. Is that Thank help is, is that helpful yes, to you? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir.
2: yes, it is. All right, my friend. Hey, listen, God bless you, okay? me here, sir. God bless you as well. Take care. That's Travis from Baltimore, Maryland.
4: Does your church have legal challenges? McCullum & Associates has experience with pastor church relations, administration and organizational issues, church liability and risk management, and real estate matters. This firm understands the legal aspects of the problems as well as the spiritual implications of those same problems inside and outside the court. Call McCullum & Associates today at 301-864-6070. That's 301-864-6070. Best Buy, waterproofing before
2: the water Hi, I'm Andrew Altman, founder of Best Buy Waterproofing. You've been in your home for 15-plus years. You know people who've dealt with a leaky roof, and you know what a mess it can be. Let us take a look
1: at your roof before the storms arrive. You deserve the best. Call Best Buy Waterproofing and Roofing. Best S-I.
3: Buy Waterproofing before the
2: water crashes. Well, let's kick it off in Woodbridge, Virginia, and talk to Nathaniel, who's on the line. Hi, Nathaniel. Dr. Anderson here. How you doing?
5: How you doing, Dr. Anderson? Um, I wanted to weigh in. Uh, yesterday, you guys were talking about the immigration, and uh, I was in a bad area I couldn't really call. Ah. But uh, I wanted you to think about this and see if maybe that's a good idea or a bad idea. I was thinking uh, the way to stop it, immigration. I am an immigrant myself, my parents. I'm a second uh, generation immigrant. Okay. Um, now, U.S. citizen. But um, I'm thinking if the U.S. was to impose sanctions on these countries so that they will. Will himself uh, impose laws to stop their own people from crossing the border? Would that somehow solve some of the problems that the U.S. have concerning immigration?
2: Maybe with uh, Mexico, I'm not sure with the other countries that people are flee- fleeing from, because many people will lose their lives to get out of uh, dangerous situations. You know, even folk would jump into the uh, into the you know ocean and, and swim to to florida if they could from cuba as you know many people have done on ships on little rafts and everything i've been to cuba and i've watched i'm thinking to myself there's no way i could take that trip but then when you realize your life uh is in danger or whatever you you'll do whatever you can to get here so i'm 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 wondering if certain countries you can't really do anything about it but maybe mexico because it's their border that you have to get through uh, maybe there could be some kind of deal worked out between America and Mexico to work both sides of this. I'm sure they're working on it in some way, shape, or form. Um, but, yeah, I, I have my own thoughts about immigration. Like, how do you get people in the right way? And then how do you handle people who come in any way they get here because their life is in danger? I think our biggest problem, Nathaniel, is we've always dealt with the immigration issue. I think our biggest problem is our is our heart attitude toward immigrants. I think most recently we've had such a negative view of certain kinds of immigrants that um, it almost demonizes them. Do you know what I mean? Yes,
5: I understand. And I, I feel like, yes, we should have more compassion and we should try to fix and make it easier for people to get into the country. Because, I mean, I I come from Ghana, which is in Africa. Um, Mm -hmm. It takes a while for the process to even get your uh, visa and et cetera to get in it. Right. Uh, So that will be beneficial to not only us, but every country that's, every citizen, I mean, every immigrant that's trying to get into the U.S., yeah, well, you, I hope they get that
2: done. Well, you and your family did it the right way, and you were blessed to be able to do that. Uh, I just spoke yesterday to a traditional chief there in Ghana, uh, who's a friend of mine, and you come from a great country, my friend. So you got a good heritage. Um, praise the Lord! But you were able to come because you want to come to the great country of America. You come from a great, great country, but you weren't fleeing. And I wonder if, when you're fleeing something, what that must be like. You know what I mean? That's got to be a difficult situation. But I really appreciate you weighing in on it. Thanks for kicking it with me today, okay?
5: Okay. And um, tomorrow, uh, hopefully next week, I'll have a call concerning uh, self-pleasure because I remember you answered a <laughs> uh, girl last week. But I didn't like the way you answered, to be honest. But I'm praying <laughs> about it, and I'm, I'm searching the scriptures. So I'll come and answer, uh, give my, you know. <laughs> but uh, thank you very much, and have a Excellent.
2: Pleasure. I love it. You keep working on that and let me know, okay? <laughs> All right. Blessings to you. That's Nathaniel. And, and I've often said to everyone, and I'll say it again, you never have to agree with me. You're not going to agree with a hundred percent of what I say. I'm not going to agree with a hundred percent of what you say, but it's kind of cool that we can still have a conversation, right? And be like, doc, I do not agree with you on this. And I'm like, okay, you know, and at the same time, there are things I'm just not going to agree on with, with your viewpoint as well. But I sure hope that we can still agree to disagree at times. And guess what? As long as we agree on the majors, you know, the major things that, uh, you know, God wants us to agree on, and that's love and 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 compassion and and understanding the justice uh, of of the Lord Jesus Christ on the cross to pay for our sins. I mean, when we get those things right, we can talk about anything and still walk away and have a have a, 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 a root beer together. How's that? Eight 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 four three two seven four three four. Hey, let's go to Laurel, Maryland. Talk to Robert, who's on the line. Hey, Robert, David Anderson here. How you doing?
1: Hey, I'm doing good, Doc. How are you doing?
2: Oh, I'm alive and grateful. I can't complain. What are you thinking today?
1: All right, then. Yeah, since you're pastoring a major multicultural church, my question to you today is when you're in a church and you're not really multicultural, but you have a more, uh, majority of one race, and you need to discuss an issue that has racial tension to it, how do you really discuss that issue truthfully and openly about offending probably someone that maybe is in a racial marriage?
2: It's a tough one because you have to be balanced in your approach and you don't want to offend people who, let's say, are from another another race or culture, especially, let's say, if you have like you're in a predominantly black church and let's say maybe five percent are white, but you want to address a justice issue. You can make them feel like it's their fault, but at the same time, you got to be careful that everything you say is not so sanitized because of them that you do not give adequate balance to the topic at hand. And so, I think it, it really takes some prayer to be honest with you, Robert, because um, I have to do this in my in my church. Even though I'm I'm diverse in my church, you know, you still got about sixty uh, percent African Americans, another ten percent. Um, you know, Africans, so now you're seventy percent black and then you start throwing in there some Hispanics and some mixed folk, you see even more color, and then you start throwing the whites in there, they feel like they're not the majority anymore, but it could be fifteen percent, twenty percent whites. And so when I address these issues, not to mention you throw in the the Koreans and the other Asians, uh I have to address these issues walking on a tight rope, but making sure that the Holy Spirit is the one holding the rope tight. Do you know what I mean?
1: Absolutely, and I totally agree with you there.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, but I do think yeah, a lot of pastors us yeah, get to walk that tightrope for for fear of offending someone and then they uh, feel like, well, yes have have me to leave this church because right. they are racially motivated or whatever.
2: Correct, and it's that way on not only race, it's that <laughs> way on politics, and uh, and sometimes it's that way on gender issues like women in leadership or whatever. So whenever you're preaching a biblical text— Uh, and you enter into the waters of these sort of cultural, political issues, you've got to make sure that two things. One, it's really tied to the text. And secondly, that you give enough disclaimers so people know that you're not on an attack toward them. So I can say I do believe that marriage is one man, one woman, one lifetime. But then I can also say, listen, I understand all of you in here may not fit that mode. Some of y'all may may be gay. Some of y'all may be cohabitating and living together. Look, I'm not here to demonize you or judge you, but let me tell you what I believe God's word says and understand while we all have sin, here's God's ideal. Well, Let's look at what God's ideal is. Now let's look at your real your real is you got divorced and you shouldn't have, but, but you're there now. So how do I help you get from your real to the ideal? See, when I come like that, it takes a lot more um, preparation. It takes a lot more grace. It takes a lot more words to say it. But when I do the discipline of trying to say everything I just said to you, people really appreciate it even if they don't agree with me. But if I just come hard like a you know a, a preacher, look, God made one man, one woman, one lifetime, and if you ain't living like that, then you out. If you divorce, you sin. I mean, I could go down that road and offend everybody, and then walk away feeling good, like, well, I preached the truth. If they didn't like it, and the shoe don't fit, oh well. And the shoe fits, oh well. You know what I'm saying? Right. So you gotta have Absolutely. the gotta have a right heart, gotta have a right attitude, and you gotta have the right word. Is that helpful to you, though, Robert?
1: That's very helpful to me, that pastor. And one little quick closing there. Yeah. Uh, when you get a chance, check out Marriage According to Scripture. That's a book that's out on Amazon. Tell me what you think about it.
2: Really? Is it a new book or has it been around for a while, Robert?
1: Yeah, it's a new book.
2: Huh. Did you write it?
1: Yes, I did. Ah,
2: <laughs> that's great. Now I'm motivated. That's great. I'm, I'll look it up. <laughs> Marriage According to Scripture. All right. Thank you. Congratulations. Yes. God bless you. Thank you, sir. You have a blessed day. You too, my friend.
6: When asked the question raised by her professor, why are you here at Omega Graduate School? Sebla Digluhailu answered in one of her essays like this, I was not there just to add a prefix to my name, though that would feel good. The greater purpose of my preparation at OGS is to fulfill my mandate to be a change agent. formerly known as Oxford Graduate School, and your education as a working adult is important to him, to God, and to all who will be changed in the world because of your important research. Go to OGS.edu today and apply, or call 1-800-933-6188.
4: Dr. Anderson would love for you to join his Facebook page and subscribe to his YouTube channel. Just search Dr. David Anderson on Facebook and click like, or Anderson Speaks on YouTube and subscribe. They're a great way for you to connect with and follow Dr. Anderson. Plus, you can watch Dr. Anderson's radio program live or search past episodes. You can also connect with Dr. Anderson and his sponsors at andersonspeaks.com. We'll Talk with Dr. David Anderson on Facebook, YouTube, and andersonspeaks.com. Check him out today.
2: Let me go right back to my phone call with Tanya, who's 49, single, ready to, to find a man, uh, a godly man. She's been married once, and she's like, Lord, I am ready. So what are you doing to put yourself out there, Tanya?
0: Well, when I was an ER nurse, I was an ER, I was, I've was was in I been a nurse for about 26 years. When I was in the ER, a little old lady came and told me. She said, don't go looking. She said, I don't go looking. I don't go to any places that I'm not supposed to go. Um, what am I doing? I just live my life. I just go. Mm. I sh- I travel. I meet most men when I travel, and of course, they okay. just want to have a, a on rendezvous because I'm either on the beach or we're meeting in a right. club, you know, having a couple couple glasses of wine, things like that. I can't do that, so mm. I just keep them as friends. Gotcha. Um, so I don't I don't go out. I don't do things except if I go out just to... Like I said, have a couple couple of wine. I used to go sure. with
2: my mom; she's my best friend. Yeah, no, that ain't gonna no, work. I'm
3: not
0: going
2: anything. Yeah, that's not gonna work. Going out with your mom. <laughs> uh, I'm just telling you from a man's perspective. Hanging out with your mom is not gonna work. Hanging out with a couple girlfriends that will work. And putting yourself out there. Now, again, whatever the lady said to you, that may be God's word for you. So I'm not coming against what she's saying. Let me just add to it or augment. And that is, you got to put yourself out there so you can be seen. All right. So you've <laughs> you've already watched this happen when you were traveling. Uh, you can do that same travel thing right in your own area without having to go away. You find out where people are, hang out with a couple of girlfriends and uh, have a good time, you know, and you will meet people. People will come up to you and, you know, you've got to screen them. Now, this is why I say going online is pretty cool, too. Not because you don't have crazy people online, but you and I know they're crazy people in bars and in churches. So the whole crazy people thing, just because they're online, it doesn't make them uh, crazy. Online simply opens up the field. So there's a greater, there's a greater field of people to look at. You know, and so I would simply consider that. Now, there's some rules you need to, you know, have a girlfriend who knows that you're online. She can be watching with you. Have her screen with you. Uh, you know, go on a couple of dates, call her ahead of time and call her after the date. You know, that sort of thing. I think, uh, you know, there's some ways you can mitigate the crazy. But just because you open up the possibility of having 100 people to kind of screen as opposed to three or four people to screen uh, one night while you're at a club or one Sunday afternoon while you're at a church picnic, uh, I would just consider uh, what, you know, the book of Ruth when it talks about, uh, you know, this gal being out in the field. And he was able to see her because she was out in the field. So, yeah, should you keep doing what you're doing and going about your business, keep moving? Yes. But you can keep moving right beyond your blessing if you don't stop, put yourself out there, throw on some makeup. You probably look good anyway. And just go ahead and have a, a nice beverage with some girlfriends and put yourself in great situations with some, some accountability. And Let's see what God does over the next year. What do you think about that?
0: Okay, I'll do that.
2: At least throw something else on the, on the table for you to think about. Okay, Tanya? Okay, thanks so much Blessings to you, thanks for hanging out with me. You've been listening to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson Weekend Edition, a ministry of Bridgeway Community Church We would love to have you join us at Bridgeway in our Performing Arts Theater in Columbia, Maryland for one of our three identical Sunday services at 8 a.m., 10 a.m. and noon or join us online at www.bridgeway.cc Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson airs live weekdays on this station and is ready to take your calls. Tune in at 3 p.m. weekdays on WAVA 105.1 FM. We hope to see you tomorrow at church.